0: All right, greetings, Big Apple Church, and welcome to this beautiful Sunday in New York City. I truly hope that all of us had a chance yesterday to pray, uh, take some time to remember and reflect, uh, and honor those who were lost 20 years ago on 9/11. Uh, today, I want to welcome you back to our series called "Don't Call It a Comeback," where we've been learning from comebacks of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And so far we've looked at Jesus coming back with his family, coming back from the wilderness and coming back to his hometown. Today, we're going to look at Jesus coming back for the harvest. Now, let me explain what I mean by scanning a few passages in the book of Luke. And these will be familiar to you, but I really want to catch this, this drift of Jesus going back after initiating something to catch a spiritual harvest. In Luke chapter nine, verse 17, it says, after the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples came back for the leftovers. See, it was one thing to witness and be a part of the great miracle of all those people eating bread and fish, but there was work to be done after the miracle to go back. It was really a second miracle and to come back and get that harvest. In Luke chapter 10, verse 35, Jesus is telling the parable of the Good Samaritan, and after he sets up the injured Jew at the local motel, he tells the owner, look after him, and when I come back, I will reimburse you for any expense you may have. Again. In form of parable this time, Jesus is illustrating the value of not just starting something here as a relationship that he had, the, the Samaritan had started with the injured Jew, but coming back and making sure to follow up. All right, finally, in Luke 13, verse 8, in the parable of the unfruitful fig tree, one man is ready to cut it down. Another man says, leave it alone for another year and then, yep, you guessed it, come back and see if it bears fruit. All right. In the same way, I really believe we will reap a harvest when we come back and follow up on the original seeds that God has used us to plant in our daily lives. You know, clinical psychologist Dr. Mary Beth Bryan reports an unfortunate side effect of the pandemic that she's calling brain fog, where people may experience mental slowing or fatigue, trouble thinking and cognitive inefficiency. Paying attention, problem solving, organizing, and completing daily tasks may feel challenging, uh, effortful, and difficult, it may be hard to focus, initiate action, and make good decisions. Can anyone relate? Yeah, right? So I would say the opposite of remembering to follow up is forgetting to follow up. And maybe these last couple of years for you have, have been like me. Uh, oftentimes, a struggle to really focus because of how much is happening in our world with the stress and anxiety of the pandemic. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this really practical. We're going to break this uh, st- this uh, this concept of follow-up into three categories of practical application, ways that we can apply this great lesson of Jesus to our daily lives. So here are the three categories: God, people and tasks. God, people, and tasks. GPT. Are you down with GPT? Yeah, you know me. All right. Number one, God. And we'll start with a question on each of these points. What are ways that we might forget about God? We can get a little brain fog and forget to follow up in our relationship with God. It's strange to admit, but it can be easy, really, to forget about God, even though God's why we're here. The reason for our faith, we can zone out in our relationship with him. It's a little bit like a wife asking a husband, why don't we talk like we used to? I'd really like to hear what's on your mind. And the husband might respond with something like, well, honey, it's just the same old, same old, nothing new, nothing really to to talk about. See, that's not the kind of inspiring relationships we're looking for, right? We want to follow up in our relationship with God, not to forget, but to reincorporate those deep times of prayer and Bible study with him. You know, Jesus was an incredible example of remembering to connect with his Father. And really, that's where we get the word communion from, right? It's about communing, connecting, remembering to be with our Father in heaven. Of course, Jesus was vigilant about his personal devotional life, and we should be too. All right, that was God. Number two, people. We have the G, now the P, people. We'll start with our same question. What are ways we might forget about people, about important relationships that we've invested in, but have fallen by the wayside? We've gotten brain fog, on those relationships sometimes. I have to work really hard at this, especially with long distance relationships. I I could be really bad. And I especially have some very dear friends uh, that are spiritual brothers and sisters in Los Angeles where we were for many years. And it's difficult for me to just be vigilant about following up on those important relationships. In fact, a brother and I played phone tag three or four times last week, and then a few days go by of silence and I sort of move on. And I need to repent of that and be ready to jump back in. It's a discipline. Now, of course, let me say this, I've gotta have healthy boundaries, all of us do. None of us can be available beyond our capacity, but we know what we're able to invest in. You know, Sometimes we have a deep spiritual conversation with someone new, uh, someone that we meet at work or uh, somewhere socially or, or out in the city. And we connect in such a way that's powerful, and we think about, hey, I, you know, let's follow up, or we exchange information, but then we don't. Maybe this is a good reminder for us to to add that back in to our schedule book or phones. You know, we personally, Arlene and I, have been reaching out to an incredible couple here in town, just building a great friendship and being open about our lives together and, and sharing our faith. And we've got to be deliberate about setting up that next time. It's not going to happen on its own. And we know it's important for us to say, hey, let's let's get something on the calendar. All right. So this is the challenge to come back to relationships that are really calling us to follow up, to not let days turn into weeks, into months before we carve out that time to both plant and then water the spiritual seeds of relationship. Jesus, again, a unique example for us, not forgetting a relationship and then finding ways to prioritize and follow up with those relationships at just the right time. I think for us, especially coming out of a time of isolation and a time where we haven't been able to connect with each other like we are normally used to, now is a perfect opportunity to reach back out and follow up. All right. Number three is tasks. We got G, the P, now the T. Tasks. Here's our question. What are ways that we might forget about important tasks where we get brain fog on things that we know we should be doing, but then they kind of like slip away? it's an understatement again to say that our spiritual task rhythm has been broken by covid right our our regular spiritual habits have probably changed quite a bit uh, from where or when we pray uh, to even menial things around the house you know when we go uh, get you know uh, you know whether we got to fix something around the house or paint something the little things right even going to the store and grocery shopping the pandemic melee's effect is very real and i know for me it's easier to replace the harder things with easier things it kind of <laughs> it's it's clear in our minds when we say it out loud but in the moment when we know we should be doing something like I fixed the flusher the other day on the on the toilet and I, I had noticed that it was loose for a couple of days and I didn't get around to it and I put it off and I'm like you know what what about that Netflix show that sounds really good right now I don't want to do this or this other thing um, but we could do both we could do laundry and watch our show, right? But we don't want to get in the habit of losing the discipline of tasks in our lives, especially the spiritual tasks. It's time for some of us to pick up where we left off on our to-do list, all right? Uh, And of course, Jesus, great example, devoted to following through with tasks that he had, uh, like getting to Jerusalem. He had a certain time, a date with destiny, and he made it happen, or even all the way to dying on a cross. As we close out today, one final thing that I would love to take into our discussions with our groups and Life Talks today and this week is what is one practical way that we can remind ourselves to come back to GPT, to God, people, and tasks in our lives. It's a real practical application of these scriptural examples that we see from Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good weary and doing good does that not describe the challenge of getting out and doing good right now i get it it can be tiring and exhausting but the bible reminds us paul to the galatian church i know it's tough but let's not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up Let's follow up and watch God bring in a great spiritual harvest for us this fall. What a victory to bring all of us who've been scattered to the wind, the scattered flock, back into the fold to celebrate being reunited and then see souls saved because our commitment to living as Jesus did. Coming back and following up on things was always a staple in Jesus's ministry. So as we come back, let's make it a part of ours. At this time, I'll be praying for our communion. God in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity to be in your word together, to look at Jesus again so clearly in the gospel of Luke, so practically leading the way, not allowing brain fog and all the distractions that he went through to prevent him from being vigilant about you, about people and about the tasks that he had. Help us to imitate that. Help us to remember his great example in the way that he lived, also dying and then raising on the cross. Bless the cup and the bread as we take it to remember the great miracle of our faith. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.